Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Freedom. This is what I call freedom.
This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. Thank you and welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, broadcasting live from the city of Chicago. Hello, folks. Hello, everybody out there. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for giving me a little bit of your time. Uh, that is so much appreciated. My guest today is Nicholas Britton. And the first thing that's going to come out of my mouth, if I can fix it, is Florida. I mean, the hurricane. I mean, this is the second... I don't know. It's so many hurricanes that they're talking about more hurricanes now. And um, we, we're we not even finished with the one in Texas yet. And we have this one, uh, a major hurricane along the Florida Keys, the, the Caribbean. Uh, seems like everything is in the eye of this, car- of this uh, hurricane along uh, the Atlantic coast. And um, downpours, people are... Uh, uh, worried, they're, which which they should be. I mean, they're worried. They're you know desperate for food, gas. It just it's just horrible the way things are happening, uh, uh, unfolding with these hurricanes. And I'm hearing that there's two more hurricanes right behind Irma. Two more hurricanes, and they are just as deadly and dangerous, and just as ferocious as uh, Irma. And we just got through. We just got through dealing with uh, Harvey. Yeah, we just got through dealing. And, and some people in a lot of people in Texas are still uh, feeling the ramifications from that. In some spots, it, it's still slightly flooded. So, you know, th- this is just crazy. This is this is loony. And these people having to jump in their cars, leave thousands, if not in the millions. And try to uh, get out of the way of this uh, fast approaching. Actually, isn't it isn't approaching? It is made landfall. I mean, this is uh, it. It is made landfall, and uh, a lot of things have been destroyed. A lot of stuff has been destroyed, and and uh, it, it's just. I mean, after they get done with this hurricane Irma, I mean, it's one. It's another one. I think it's called Josh or something. Uh, and it's right behind, and so, and then there's another one called Keg, I believe I can't pronounce it, but uh, she's right behind that one. So there's two more hurricanes following this Irma, uh, according to the weather uh, with the central. Uh, but uh, it, it's horrible, and it has made landfall. And uh, uh, Cuba, I believe, is Cuba, uh, Virgin Islands. Um, I'm just saying these things off the top of my head, folks. So, you know, and a lot of us who aren't in the eye of the storm, we're blessed, but, you know, we have to take care of our neighbors. We have to take care of all. That's what we do. I mean, we help others. Just like we help uh, a lot of folks uh, back up on their feet or to deal with uh, the aftermath of Harvey uh, in some cases. We're going to have to do the same thing in Florida uh, uh, and on some and in some places off the coast of Florida, you know, I'm talking about the islands, Cuba, uh, Virgin Islands, the 
the Caribbean, uh, the Bahamas. I'm I'm thinking that some a lot of these vacation spots <laughs> that a lot of Americans go to. Uh, because I've known a lot of people. I've worked with some people who used to always say whenever they go on a vacation, it was always Jamaica or the Bahamas or you know somewhere in the Caribbean. And, and uh, you know, uh, so we have to take care and look out for our vacation spots. You know, I've never been to the Caribbean. You know, it's uh, shameful to say I've never gone, but who knows, maybe sometime in the future, especially especially when the uh, hurricanes are not in season. But it, it, doesn't see, it doesn't seem as if a hurricane really has to be in season. You know, they just pop up out of the blue anywhere, anytime, and do their destruction. You know, cause a lot of hurt, cause a lot of pain. Um, but the American people are there to help. I mean, we have big hearts, and that's what we do. We help people who are in trouble because the folks in Chicago, the folks in Nevada, Montana, no matter where, South Carolina. Mississippi, New York, if you guys were in trouble, we would help you also. I mean, we have parts, and I'm pretty sure you would help us also. So we got to help people. That's what, that's what it's all about. And this has nothing to do with anything political. Even though you, you feel that some politicians are going to try to politicize this for votes, that's what they do. That's what they do. They see a bunch of people reckon uh, uh, um, uh, they see a bunch of, uh, a lot of Americans uh, pouring out their hearts and, and trying to help other people who are desperately in, who desperately want to be helped. I mean, they'll try to politicize this and try to get votes out of it. And that's shame on them. <laughs> you know, we got some rotten people in Congress. So we have to uh, uh, realize that. Our Florida Keys, Irma, Irma, people are are uh, uh, filling up the tanks with gas, uh, you know, filling up the pantries um, with food, uh, duffel bags or whatever you want to call it. And um, I'm hearing this um, 180, 180 miles winds. And we saw clips of it on television. I mean, it, the winds were really whipping up whipping it up along the Florida coast. It was really, really something. And um, I would, I would uh, follow the advice of the authorities. Uh, evacuate, get out of town. I mean, you want your life. I mean, you can always rebuild, uh, stay positive. Because in this day and age of hurricanes and destruction by, by Mother Nature, um, it, it's easily to get depressed. It's easily uh, saying God don't like me or whatever, or feeling depressed, feeling you know out of, feeling worthless, and that's one of the things you really want to do, because if you lose your house, you lose a few mentos, and you lose a f some things. I mean, you're young enough, you're strong enough, you can rebuild. All you have to do is keep thinking positive, and be positive. That's what it's all about, and prayers. All right, you're listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, WTT, 
Why? W-T-T-Y. It's a story behind that. And I'll probably share it with you a little later on in the show. Be nice to one another out there. It's, it is so easy. Be nice. Be helpful. Give of yourself to others to help others who are totally, totally in need, totally in trouble. And there are some people in Texas, uh, you know, if you can still find a way to uh, help those folks, do it. You know, do it because it will make your heart a little bit better. And people are so appreciative when you help them out. And it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good that they are so appreciative. You know, it makes you want to do it again because people are actually being helped by your efforts, donations, or whatever kind of help that you can give. Sometimes a smile can help people. Uh, motivate people to to uh, pick themselves up after after these disasters because they are disasters. You know, some people are cursing God. God, I didn't do anything. Why are you doing this to me? That's at some point. All right, those who value people, those who value people over profit, will profit from those people. I mean, I just love that saying. I mean, <laughs> those who profit people. Those who value people, sorry, those who value people over profits will profit from those people. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, politicians and CEOs and corporations should probably read that <laughs> or believe that or whatever. All right, this show is about making the world a better place, one show at a time. Um, yeah, it's hard making the world a better place when you see it falling down when you see it falling down all around you, but have no fear. Stay positive. And that's why I try to have uh, guests on the show to help those folks who are desperately in need of help to stay positive, be keep focused and um, keep that ambition, you know, keep that drive you got going because sometimes, you know, you have to lose things in order to have a better life. I'm not saying that's, for everyone, but every now and then, and for some people, uh, it's I—it's an eye opener. So, you know, people in the eye have lost everything. People have to rush away uh, to get away from the storms and the hurricanes. And you know, you got to keep these people in your prayers because they're—they are accepting prayers. You know, and uh, we have to send them. It's not all the time monetary, not all the time money. Sometimes it just takes a little smile, a prayer, and some effort. Uh, And people will be sometimes appreciative of that. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Follow me right here on Blog Talk Radio. I think it's call numbers are W-T-T-T-Y, not W-I-T-T-Y, witty. Some people people think it's witty. It's not you know, I can always change the call numbers because it's my show, right? All righty. It's sunshiny in Chicago. It's rained. Some rain caught a lot of us by surprise um, uh, a couple of hours ago. It, it was sunny, and all of a sudden it just broke out and started raining. I think it caught the weather people by surprise also. Uh, it could be – I'm not a weather person or, or weather – man or meteorologist or anything, but it could be the remnants of, of what's happening uh, up and around Florida and the Caribbean. It could be, you know, who knows? 
But it was real freaky, folks. <laughs> it was real freaky. Weird weather is everywhere. Um, it may just come. <laughs> it just may just come to the um, uh, Middle West. Midwest. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It's it's been fun. I I hope a lot of people had a great great Labor Day. Uh, we had a, a long break because of it. Yeah, I do celebrate uh, Labor Day. A lot of people do not, and that's their prerogative. That's their belief, whatever. But um, I like having fun, <laughs> and anytime I can have have fun and joy and laugh and and joke about uh, things, uh, it's fine with me. You know, I mean, people are, you know, people are different. We're all different. We all have our perks, and we all have our beliefs, and we. We believe what we want. And um, I had a good time over the Labor Day weekend. I mean, I really had a great time. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of parents in the city of Chicago are relieved that school is back in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're relieved. Get some rest now. Uh, uh, cut down on some of the stress, right? But it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. All righty. We're going to. Uh, we got who do we have? Anna Navarro. Okay, let's see if we can pull Anna Navarro up for a. All right, here we go. Ferguson to discuss this. And Errol, first That's to you, I want low. to talk about the president's reaction to Ken Frazier. Ken Frazier quit the president's manufacturing. Let me talk to Donald Trump and explain to him that as president of the United States, he represents blacks and Jewish people and Hispanics and people of every color and every creed. And it is his job as president of the United States to stand up for each and every American, to stand up vertically against racism and bigotry. Peddling to racism is just as bad as being a racist. So Donald Trump is either a racist or he's peddling to it, and both are frank, frankly unacceptable and make him unfit to be president of the United States. If you can't be president, if you cannot stand up and represent Americans, you should not be president. And to my party, to the Republicans who are speaking out today, my question is, what the hell took you so long? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. For too long, Republicans in Congress, elected leaders, have looked the other way while a misogynist, racist, bigoted pig is in the White House. Let me tell you, we cannot <laughs> capitulate the office of the presidency of the United States. We cannot capitulate moral clarity. We cannot capitulate principles. We cannot capitulate Republican values and American values. No piece of legislation, no bone that he may throw on policy, no regulation is worth cheapening the office of the United States this way. It is breaking us apart. It is not news that's breaking us apart. It is the president of the United States who is causing this news. So Republicans need to stand up, need to grow a spine, and need to reject him. They don't, I'm tired of hearing Republicans say they're disappointed and disturbed by something he says. You know what? When he invites you to the White House, don't yep. go. When he invites you to dinner, don't go. Do not stand next to him until he starts behaving in a presidential manner. Go and if he can't, you've got to confront him over and over and over and over again. And, Governor, here's, here's, what, here's what folks are saying. Um, those comments today that were at Trump Tower in the same place where he launched his presidential campaign in June of 2015 by saying this. When Mexico sends its people 
They're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. So, Governor, you know, the folks who, his critics are saying he showed us who he was in those comments over two years ago. At least he's consistent, he hasn't changed, should, and people shouldn't be surprised by his behavior today. They expected it all along. What do you take? What issue do you take with him by saying just what he said? The fact of the matter is, being a border governor, we know that we're not getting the best that what Mexico can send to us. We know that the drug cartels are down there. We know that the rapists are coming across, and then they go to sanctuary cities, and then they head back, and then they come back here again. You know, this is America. The American people ought to be protected also. And I'll and let you respond to that as, as rhetoric. As a Latina, I'll, again, I'll let you again, to that, uh, again, Don, uh, life is too short for me to respond uh, to something like that. What I will say is that it, you're exactly right. He showed us during the campaign over and over and over who he was. We saw him boast about sexual predatory behavior. We, we heard him attack Judge Curiel. We heard him attack the cons. We heard him attack Mexicans. We heard him attack women. Over and over and over again, he showed us who he was. But Republicans, so many Republicans, look, I have friends here in Miami who voted for him because he was going to change Cuba policy, and he did. But that's not enough. That is not enough because the harm he is causing this country is just too great to look the other way. And many people thought that when he entered the Oval Office, he would become presidential, that the magnitude of his office would make him change and become a presidential figure. Well, six and a half months have gone by, seven months have gone by. You don't change a 71-year-old man. He yeah. is not going to change. And it is time that Republicans start realizing that and, and stop giving him a damn chance he's not going to change he will continue embarrassing us and making us feel ashamed governor and, and governor you're okay with everything he said today i am i am from everything that i heard i don't have a problem with it but the fact of the matter is is that all of this rhetoric is all sour grapes <laughs> because it's just continually uh. coming through um the networks uh, across our country, and he was duly elected. He is uh, the president of the United States, and for people to use some of the verbiage that they use, Anna is a Republican, a longtime Republican, by the way. Our... I understand that. I... Now you lost my. I lost. You said my that. So, uh, you said it's destroying. We need to. Did you have I'm... any? I was just trying to help you complete your thought. <laughs> It's just, it's, the, it comes across, it sincerely comes across that everybody's candidate didn't win, so they just want to go after the president on every little issue. There's code words, there's dog whistles, there's, you know, this and this, that. I mean, my God, I've lived, again, a long time, and I've never, ever seen uh, part of our country behave in this manner to this extent. It's over the top, and it's disturbing. And so many there are people who are watching, Governor, uh, who will say that they, they sounds like you're talking about Donald Trump and those people who are out there with torches the other night. Well, those are bad people. Those are bad, bad people. I mean, <laughs> nobody is going to say that the Ku Klux Klan carrying tiki lights are good people. Nobody should say that. Well, president said that today. He said there were some good people.
Let me just let me just say this. I do not think well you can ask any American. Wait, Jan, I don't interrupt you, so please give me the same respect that I've given you, which has taken enormous restraint. I haven't on my interrupted part. you, Anna. I, I haven't. I haven't interrupted. All right, you. great. Then let me then let me finish my thought, because I can actually keep my train of thought. Uh, one of the things he did today, by the way, was also come after and attack the senior senator from Arizona, who is battling brain cancer right now. I find that offensive, not only as a friend of John McCain's, but as an American. I find it offensive as a human with empathy. I find it offensive for my friend Cindy and Megan McCain. I find it unacceptable. And if anybody is going to ask me to respect Donald Trump because he's president, first I would say to them, tell him to respect the presidency. Mm -hmm. Tell him to respect the American people. Tell him to treat his office with the dignity that it Letter deserves. Letter. Do not hold me to a higher scrutiny than you hold him. Do not hold me to a higher scrutiny when it comes to rhetoric than you hold him. He is the one that is dividing us. Are it you? is not us. Believe me, I got over Jeb Bush years ago, okay? He ran a terrible campaign. If you think this is sour grapes over Jeb Bush, you are sorely mistaken. This is pain over what is happening in the United States of America, a country that embraced me and that is today my homeland. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio out of the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois. Folks, we are in some trying times. We are in some dark times. We must fight for an America without hate. We must fight for an America without bigotry. We must fight for an America without racism. We must fight for our rights. We must fight to continue to be American. Some of those rights are being threatened taken away, but we have to get out here and fight the good fight, you know, and it has to be done, folks, it has to be in a non-violent way, we know how to do things non-violently, so let's go out and make our voices heard, fighting non-violently. All right, Florida governor warns Irma is bigger and faster, stronger than Hurricane Andrew. Okay, I'm quoting him here. All right, do not ignore the evacuations orders. This is Governor Rick Scott. Remember, we can rebuild our homes. You can rebuild your home, but we cannot rebuild our life. That is what I'm not a fan of Rick Scott. Believe me, I think he's a turd. But I think in this case, he is spot on, you know, uh, and that's what I've been talking about on this show, even during the hurricanes in Texas, where people, thousands and thousands and thousands of homes were flooded from top to bottom. Homes, beautiful homes, flooded from top to bottom. People lost everything. Yeah. You can always rebuild. Rebuilding is the cue. All right, let's go. It's 627, 628. 
Okay, um, Florida governor warns Irma is bigger, faster, and stronger than Hurricane Andrew. Do not ignore evacuations orders. Uh, governor Rick Scott, remember, we can always rebuild. And that's the, that's, that's the key word, rebuild. I mean, you're young, you're strong, don't sit around being depressed, feeling worthless, you've lost everything. Uh, it's no time to uh, wallow, you know, in pity. It's time to get out there and start uh, working to rebuild your life. That's what it's all about. It's rebuilding your life. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm all over the place. You, I'm on the internet. I'm on Amazon.com. I'm all over the place. Okay, let's go here. All right, you're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Go right ahead. George, it's Nick Brand. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm fine, man. I, I was expecting you. I figured that was you. Uh, so uh, thanks yeah, for sure. doing the show. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for uh, giving us a little bit of your time. So, uh, Nicholas Britton, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a small bio. Well, first and foremost, I appreciate the show so far. I am currently in Miami. So it's very, very coincidental oh, that you have me on as a guest and, and you know, everything sure, you're you talking know, about. The, the other day I was talking to someone um, from the Caribbean. And uh, it, it is it, it is uh, horrible what's happening. Yes. It so is. are you so okay? Ironically, I mean, are, are, oh, it's it's beautiful out. You know, it's uh, 85 yeah. degrees and sunny right now. Sun's going down. I live mm -hmm. right on the water. Um, yeah. You know, my story's unique. I'm not. I'm not always. I haven't always been from Miami. You know, this is just okay. where I am right now, where I live right now, in my journey. But, but it's I okay where now. you are right now. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, okay where you are right now. Day. You wouldn't think so if yes, you were watching the weather reports, you know, you wouldn't think so. Yes, I uh, I assure you, you guys can check me out on Instagram and I'll post a picture of the beautiful, yeah. beautiful sunset. But um, but right now, you know, I went to the grocery store today and I saw two individuals getting into a fight over water. With oh, yeah, I, I was there. hearing... It, it, I was hearing something about a water shortage, gas shortage, a shortage for, uh, you know, material fixed to fixed to, I don't know, uh, two individuals fighting over water. That's something. All right. Get into, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Well, as I said, in Miami right now, originally from New England, Massachusetts uh -huh. to be specific, I, um, I knew at a young age, my passion was to help people. That was my goal yeah. at a young age. I knew I wanted yeah. to help people. I never knew what that would be. It always changed. So I, uh, at one point, I thought I was being in the military. And after that, I turned into being a teacher. So for my first career choice, I was a preschool teacher. And I was a teacher for five years. I received my master's in education. And I loved what I did working with little children. But let me tell you, there was something inside of me that wanted to do more. I knew I had to have a bigger impact in this world. Um, don't get me wrong, I love teachers, but I was confined to that one classroom. So I, uh, I quit my job in 2015 and moved um, 1,300 miles away to where I am right now. Oh, wow. You know, I, I love kids, too. I mean, <laughs> I, I, uh, you, you were talking about kids, and I'm saying, wow, he's, he probably has written a children's book. That was going through my mind, but I'm pretty sure 
<laughs> have you ever thought about that? I have not written a children's book very uniquely. My, <laughs> I have written two books, and uh, both yeah. of these books are nonfiction books, and you know they are. You don't have to be an adult to uh, read my book, right? You don't have mm-hmm. to be a teacher to read my book. All you have to do is want to make yourself a better person and make this world a better place. And my book is for you. And I, I want to point okay. out the experience. Uh, yes, yes, sorry, sir. What is the title? Give us the title of your book. Yes, the title is Lessons from the Little Ones. And that's, that's available on Amazon. And, yes, sir. Okay. And the other book is Children No Success Do You. Okay. All right. So these what was the two purpose? books are Yes, I apologize. I was going to say what is it what was the no no problem. Uh I was I was going to say what was the purpose of writing these books? Even though they're fiction well, it sounds like something Go right ahead. Yes, they're they're more of the non-fiction avenue my purpose of these books were um they are closer to that self-help category other than than anything else and my my purpose was to take all my experiences as a teacher all these life lessons that i learned just by shifting my mind and learning from children and uh how i can share that with the world Oh, sounds great. So what specifically do you want to help Americans with, people in general? Um, depression? I, just, uh, I, I guess the biggest thing is for people to achieve the life that they know they deserve, to live okay. life to the fullest, to live their life to the fullest. Oh, okay, so how would someone live their life to the fullest? Especially if they're not doing it right now. Yes, you know, and and we can always be doing more. And and the biggest thing right now is living life to the fullest. I always find that whenever I give back, I receive so much more. And and that might be my personal experience. But whenever I share love towards other people, I get so much more love. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So the first, first thing you have to do, yes, sir. No, no, go ahead. And the first thing you have to do to you have to understand that you deserve more. We all deserve more. We all deserve more happiness, more love, more care, and understanding that it's okay to admit that maybe something's lacking in your life and you need to make a decision. And that decision is the first thing that I believe anybody needs to do. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I do think that um a lot of people aren't happy. Do you do you do you have a reason or some kind of concept of why a lot of people aren't happy who are who are not probably living life to their fullest? Is there some it's, reason? It's a, it's, a, it's a sad thing, you know. I, I see that yeah, all the is. time. I, I'm fortunate yeah. to uh, to travel this country and travel this world, and it's not just the. I don't. I want to say it's not just the area problem. It's not a community problem. Seems like a a global problem, and um, that's it, it's it's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame, and that that's why sometimes I try to motivate people on the show who's been involved in these, like Texas. Texas just had a hurricane, and you know there's a lot of people there. They've lost everything, and some of them are probably feeling depressed and down and worthless, you know. 
And that's the one of the things they probably shouldn't do. You know, it's, I mean, you lost something, you lost your home, you lost your mementos, you lost a lot of stuff, but you're young, you're strong, you're vibrant, you, it's time to rebuild and just leave the past in the past and start over again. You know, that's what I think, because if you, if you, if you just, you you want to, if you're in the muck and you want to be in the muck, you're never going to, you know, uh, rebuild your life. You know, you have to be positive. And a lot of people are, 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 are not that, they're not positive. They just, you know, and you have to try to motivate them, you know, in this book, do you share some of your experiences? Yes, I do. I do describe one of, a lot of my experiences and actually I have a in my book that if it's okay with you, I would share that kind of goes along with, uh, yeah, no problem. A little, little, a little, Interesting. I think people are going to enjoy it though. And uh, in my book, I wrote this there are risks in every aspect of our lives. Every step you take towards pursuing your purpose presents risk. How you react and respond to these risks shape your journey. In everyday tasks, these are calculated risks. For example, every time you cross the street, you run into an example, you run into the risk of getting hit by a car and dying. As crazy as that seems. However, this does not prevent you from crossing the street. If you let this risk scare you, you will never go, you will never reach your full potential. You will be confined to your house all day. And I'm sure what you're thinking is the craziest things you ever heard of. Of course, you know, so the whole principle of that is that there's risk in every aspect of the life, right? And I see a lot of people living yeah. in fear. And uh, yeah. fear is a, is a, it can be a paralyzing thing. And understanding that, you know, we talked about sadness and depression. I talked about in my book that if somebody's out there um, not living life to their fullest, then, you know, it's um, maybe they're, it's fear-based. And understanding, I, I posted something on social media, which, believe it or not, some people reacted negatively to it. But what I said is, you know, we, this hurricane is coming, right? There's nothing we can do to stop it or prevent it. But we can't be negative about it. Right. We have to be positive and understand and first accept that this hurricane is coming and then make a rational, mature decision about what we're going to do about that. Yeah, because a lot of people, no doubt, they panic, they panic. And when you panic, you get scared, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're not going to be thinking uh, clearly, you know, uh, it's going to make a, a you know, you're going to start thinking twisted or something like that. But you have, like you said, you have to uh, think positive. Uh, think of, of what you're going to do once the hurricane has made its landfall and it's gone. You know, I mean, and you're still there. You're still alive. You may not have your home, but you have your life and you're able and capable of rebuilding. Exactly. And, and understanding um, that this whole life, this whole world, is controlled by really one thing, and that one thing is our mind, how we perceive yeah. the world, how we, mm-hmm. how we want to view something positive or negative. That's, that's controlled by our mind, and being in full control and taking responsibility for your life is essential. Me being yeah. in Miami, all my friends, and I see so much negativity this week on Facebook that it, it almost drove me insane. I, I was starting to get a little frustrated and angry by how much negativity I was seeing and on Facebook and social media because people were afraid, people were panicking. You know, I was trying to help people like this, what this, this thing's coming. 
right? And being scared and crying and um, not knowing what to do, that's okay. But then posting it on Facebook and then it creates a snowball effect and all of a sudden there's, yeah. you know, it's, there's people getting in fights at Publix at the grocery store over water, which, which I personally witnessed today. Um, you know, and you just need to take a step back and, and take a, make a, a good, smart decision. This thing's not going to come till Sunday. Um, that's what they're saying. So we have 72 hours to really figure out what is happening, where we're going, and, and make a decision. And they're not crazy about it. Yeah, it's not. I, I heard the same thing. It's not going to get there until 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 the weekend. But in some areas already along the uh, the coast there, uh, it has made landfall. Yes. Well, you know, I can speak for Miami, Miami Beach okay. area, and it is blue skies, and the sun's going down right now, and it's a picture-perfect view outside my window right now. They haven't asked you guys to evacuate? Uh, in Broward County, which is Fort Lauderdale, which is more they, – they put us all on warning. Um, yeah. So we are under warning for – I'm in Miami-Dade. Um, some counties have been finalized to evacuate. I uh, we're we're in like stage one warning, which really doesn't need anything until we get to, you know, until we get closer out. They haven't. Yeah, I, I the evacuation. Yeah, uh, I I want to go back to something you said. You said a lot of people fear uh, leaving their house, of going out and uh, going outside, or going to the store or the park. And that kind of fear is is dangerous. Yes, I, I those I believe that is dangerous. I truly believe that those people who, you know, are letting their fear control their life and letting these yeah. emotions control their life. It's just I think that that idea needs to be squashed in everyone. I think you know let's let's have love and tolerance and happiness control lives rather than. And you say, and, hatred. and your book can do this. Your books can do this. I'm, I'm, yeah, my, I believe that my book, I hope, and I know it's done it for some people, open up their minds to a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's really mm -hmm. all a book can do. That's really all you and I can yeah. do. I, I can't make anyone yeah. do anything. You know, I don't have magical powers. But if you have an open <laughs> I mind understand. and you're you know, if you're willing to try something new, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, understand that there is a better way. You know, and you, you've written books as yeah. well, and it's, it's an exciting thing. Different books can do it and open your mind to a different perspective. And I truly believe that, you know, especially right now, we need yeah. to be gathered around a principle. And yeah. I think the idea of, like, let's see what we can learn from our children can really, if we focus on our kids, and focus, you know, making them happy, we're naturally going to become happier. And this can solve most of our country's problems right now. Yeah, because we are, we do have problems. And, and uh, we are Americans. And uh, one of our jobs as a Americans is to help one another. I mean, we see someone in trouble, we, we're out there 24-7 uh, uh, helping people. I mean, check out the all, all this help uh, that uh, Texas received. I mean, Chicago and a lot of other states, they were out there in droves helping these people in Texas trying to rebuild. And uh, that's uh, a positive sign. 
So we don't need people going around panicking other people unnecessarily, you know. And um, we just have to figure out how to get people to not do those things, you know. Yes, it's it's very true. And, you know, with social media, Facebook mm-hmm. and everything is changing the changing the world. And um, yeah. it's a very interesting thing. And we need to be responsible for our lives, for our actions, for how we perceive things and, and understand that, you know, I made a post that I probably offended some people by telling them, hey, take control over your life and, and don't let your fear control you. And I, I probably heard a couple of people where I had to make a post today and apologize for what I said. And, um, you know, that's a big part of growing you up. Know, I mean, part is, uh, you do a post like that, you probably you probably wind up with less friends. You, you, you'd be surprised people what people are unfriend you over. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, but I was, I, I saw it all over the place. And it's like, let's just, you, you know, I, I, I own a couple of businesses, right? And yeah. there's no hurricane today. There's no hurricane yesterday. That means you show up to work and you do your job. You know, when yeah, you're at exactly. work, you need to do your work. And, and, and that, that was not happening. You know, there was a lot of negativity. So I wanted to squash mm. all negativity. And I, I just hope that people can, you know, find positive. And, you know, you were talking about how amazing this country is because we all rally around uh, a tragedy. We yeah, all pull yeah, together when yeah, we need to. Yeah. And, and that's a great, beautiful thing. Nicholas Britton on the George Wilder Jr. Show. All right, tell us the name of your book and where we can go and find it. Yes, my, my, I have two books. First one is okay. well, the, the newest one. The newest one is Lessons from the Little Ones. And uh, since we can all believe that Amazon is taking over the world, you can just go to Amazon and, and search my name, Nicholas Britton, or the book Lessons from the Little Ones. It's currently, I don't know, top top ten on Amazon. Um, getting Congratulations! Some, some solid traction. Um, yes, it's ironic though because my first book right now uh, mm-hmm. is a bestseller again, while my most wow. recent book is like top ten. It's kind of kind of interesting maybe we can talk about that at another time as, as authors but yeah exactly my first book is doing very well which i published over a year and a half ago and, and now wow. people are very intrigued by that as well but most importantly my purpose is to help people i want to spread positivity yeah. positivity okay. i want to just help people achieve the life that i know they deserve all right nicholas Britton on the george wilder jr show thanks a lot man and we'll be talking again thanks a lot Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Nicholas Britton on the George Wilder Jr. Show, and all he wants to do is help people. I mean, this is what America is about, is helping one another. And I don't think people should go around, you know, putting up um, things on Facebook that's going to bring other people down. I mean, it happens on Facebook, Twitter, or, or or any of this. So it's just a bummer that people try to take advantage of a tragedy uh, uh, like this. And it's just uncalled for.
Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. <laughs> I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash G Wilder uh, or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text so bar boring. above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody. I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. The President of the United States is, in a way not truly seen since Woodrow Wilson a century ago, an active, belligerent, virulent, white nationalist dedicated to rolling back the rights of and ruining the lives of Americans of color. And as this DACA non-decision decision pawned off on the evil Keebler elf of Southern apologists shows, he is also a coward demanding that others, in this case Congress, do the worst of his dirty work for him. Who could have believed that a creature whose campaign began two years ago with a vile, psychotic assault on Mexicans and Americans of Mexican descent actually meant it? Well, millions of us did. Millions of us saw right through him and prophesied this moment when the screws would be tightened alike on the technically guilty and the ultimately innocent. Among those who did not see, or who pretended not to see, the politicians, voters, analysts, reporters who as late as the weekend passed were still bleating about Trump's latest last chance to be presidential. And most importantly and disgustingly, the mainstream Republicans who rode Trump's evil coattails to victory and then figured the stain of his hatred would somehow wash off. The rest of these shameless opportunists who will be damned in history for what they were, enablers of the worst American president of all time and the worst elected <laughs> leader in the history of all the Western democracies who set out to rapidly and thoroughly destroy the nation which had foolishly empowered him. I get it. And now it is up to those voters and those Republicans to atone for their sins that will damn them to hell, political or otherwise. They must defend 800,000 Americans who came here, or in most cases were brought here as children, nearly half of them before their sixth birthday, about whom the Bible, these Republicans endlessly thump without seemingly ever opening, tells us in Ezekiel, the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. These Trumpian enablers must act in defense of these Americans who are far more worthy of citizenship here than Trump or the other diseased minds who have scapegoated them. And most especially, they must act in memory of the one who has come to most symbolize them all, Alonzo Guillen. He was a disc jockey from Lufkin, Texas, here since he was a teenager, most recently under the protection of DACA. He was 31 he traveled more than 100 miles to Houston to volunteer in a boat to look for victims of Hurricane Harvey. He had disappeared into the night's water last Wednesday. His family kept vigil near Spring, Texas, and Sunday afternoon, Alonzo Guillen's body floated past them. He is dead, and at last word, the Trump administration would not let his mother into this country for the funeral. 
Alonzo Guillen died trying to save his fellow Americans in Houston while this filth Trump saw his chance to sell copies of the cap he wore in Houston for $40. You Republicans and you Trump supporters must now pass a veto-proof DACA bill. It became an Obama executive order only after it passed the House but was killed by the Republicans filibustering in the Senate. You Republicans and Trump supporters, especially those of you who are yourselves of color, must atone not merely because it is the right thing to do after this DACA debacle, after the Nazis and their torches in Charlottesville, after the wall, after the Arpaio pardon, after the increased militarization of the police, after the calumnies and degradations of the last two years, after Alonzo Guillen. You must atone not merely because the man you support is a pig, and you must now do what is right, but you must also do so in self-defense because you are next. Because the maw of racial hatred has proved, time and time again, in nation after nation, to be insatiable. And you conservative black pastors, and you right-wing Hispanic leaders who still support Trump and these racists today, you will find yourselves the victims of Trump and these racists tomorrow. The mothers kept from the funerals will be yours. The lawns on which the torches will burn will be yours. With DACA, the awful truth is fully and finally upon us. There are two kinds of Trump supporters today. There are the racists who hate Mexicans and all Hispanics and blacks and women who think the playing field has somehow been tilted against white men for half a century and who have sold this hateful bill of goods to those in this society who have failed and are looking for anybody to blame. And then there are those other Trump supporters who do not have these vile hatreds in their blackened souls, but who are still willing to exploit and embrace those who do. And they are worse than the racists, because to them this is an opportunity for power. And on the existential subject of right and wrong, they don't care. Well, the time has come where you have to care. The sides are being chosen now. On the one, there are the principles and the values that have led this nation from the peripheries of influence to the primary place upon the world stage and kept her here for a century. Immigration, assimilation, the sum of the parts, the melting pot, in theory if not in fact, and the striving, awkward, insufficient, often failing, often tragic, but still the striving towards equality and the strength and genius it creates in this greatest of all nations and the courage and the sacrifice of the true embodiment of this nation, a man like Alonzo Guillen. And on the other side, there is hatred and prejudice and racism and white grievance and scapegoating and blame and revenge and stupidity and shame and inhumanity and sheer unapologetic cruelty, and most of all, there is this scum Trump. Resist. Remove. Peace. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show, broadcasting live out of Chicago, and we are helping to make the world a better place, one show at a time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for finding the show, downloading the show, and just having a great time. Here we go.
It's all over the place that Trump <laughs> broke with the Republicans, the GOP, and made a deal with the Democrats. I mean, it's saying that Trump blindsided folks in his own party. President Trump shocked Republicans on Wednesday by making a deal with Democrats to prevent a government shutdown, raise the debt ceiling, and provide aid to communities hit by Hurricane Harvey right in front of his own party leaders at the White House. Wow. They should know by now. Trump's been in office seven months, eight, seven and a half months, eight months. Trump has been in office. They should know that Donald Trump is unstable. I mean, they should know that Donald Trump actually has been a Democrat most of his life until 2011, until he fell on the burning with Obama. Then he magically became a Republican. Donald Trump has been a Democrat all his life up until three years, three or four years ago. um, He decided he wanted to be a Republican and uh, this is he's unpredictable. And these guys should know that. I'm pretty sure that they're going to give that as an excuse. Well, Trump's unpredictable. Anything could happen with Trump. Yeah, but uh, the side with the Democrats in front of you guys facing, they can't stand the Democrats. OK, here's a quote. The surprise deal left Republicans in despair. They were pissed off and Democrats express, expressing glee. OK, the quote. I just come, I just think it could be a much better deal than it is. Okay, that must be Donald Trump because it doesn't sound like it's coherent. (laughs) All right, but uh, Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer, Chuck Schumer, some people call him, Democrat from New York City, characterized the deal as a happy ending that was um, for the good of the nation. You know, and... uh, I mean, Trump is unpredictable. This is why so many people say he's unstable. I mean, Trump can do something controversial one second, and you think he's dedicated or or uh, dedicated to that. He's not. He can change his mind just just as fast as he can unchange his mind. And we've seen it so many times with this guy. You know, I mean, he's siding with the Republicans. I mean, the Democrats are laughing their asses off. Republicans are, uh, they, they got their head in their hands on this. And he's unpredictable. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a time bomb. What can you say? And they 
are aiding and abetting him. And Trump, uh, you know, I, Trump is, uh, I think Trump is on dangerous ground here because he is uh, turning against the people. He is upsetting the people. He's pissing off the people who have the power to impeach him. You know, and, and you don't do that. <laughs> he has to, he's, he's screwing with the people who can uh, throw him out of office. Because 85 to 85 to 90% of the people within the United States wants to see Trump impeached. And the Republicans, they know this. They know this. They know that 85 to 95% of us in the United States and some people around the world wants to see Trump thrown out of office. And Trump knows this. So why would Trump piss off people who can have him kicked out of office, who can impeach him? It's crazy. It seemed like he would be adhering to these folks, you know, because everybody who's anybody wants Trump, even his own constituency, even some of the people who voted for him want him out. And you don't bite the hand that feeds you, kind of, kind of speaking, sort of speaking. And that's what Trump is doing. He's pissing off his own party. When his poll numbers are, are uh, in the gutter. But I can tell you this, and you probably know it too, Trump doesn't do anything for anybody else unless it makes him look good. If it makes him look good, he's going to do it because it's all about making him look good. It's not about making the Republican Party look good or the Democrats look good or, or the American people look good. It's about making Trump himself look good. If he looks good uh, going over to the side and agreeing with the Democrats, he's going to do it. Then to look bad uh, trying to deal with his own party. So uh, I'm wondering what is going to be the ramifications of this. You know, there's going to be something. Uh, there's no doubt about it, folks. The Republican Party in Congress, they control the House of Representatives. They control the Senate. They are so ballless. I mean, these. I, I used to think that Democrats were wimps, or the Democrats didn't have any spine. The Democrats were cowards. But there is no more cowards than the Republicans in Congress who are letting Donald Trump kick them up the ass when they have the power to do something about him. They have the power to limit his powers. They won't do it. They have the power to throw him out of the office. They won't do it. They'll, they'll walk around and whine and cry about some of the things he does and what he says, but they just sit there and just let Trump kick them in the teeth. And then they go to the television cameras and try to defend what he's done after he done knocked their teeth out, kick them in the teeth, so to speak, kind of speaking. And I used to think that Democrats were, were – uh, the ones with no backbone, but it's totally the Republicans now. And legislatively, if you think about it, they've got nothing done, nothing done. And Trump's seven and a half months, if it's seven and a half months going on eight months, he's got nothing done, nothing whatsoever. He's done a lot of things with executive orders, but just like he can undo Obama, somebody could, the next president could undo him. So Trump can do a lot of damage signing a lot of these executive orders. The next president that's voted into office in 2020, 2021, or whatever, um, come in, they can erase 
away Trump's legacy. But Trump will never have a legacy. He's going to go down in history as the worst president ever, the most unpredicted, the most mentally unstable, the most hated among Americans. And as I've said, 80 to 90 percent of the American people want to see him impeached. They want to see him out of the office. They are sick of him going abroad, overseas, and embarrassing them. And that's what he does. He is a great, big, old embarrassment, not just overseas, but right here in America. And once again, we're going to be talking about the hurricane. Uh, Yeah, I I heard some news uh, to the effect that the hurricane will be hitting, uh, uh, making landfall in some parts of Florida, uh, this weekend, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are are uh, gearing up to evacuate for that. But still, in all, it, there has been some damage uh, along um, the Atlantic, um, the Caribbean islands, the Virgin Islands, um, the Bahamas, uh, Puerto Rico, there has been some landfall, some damage, and uh, it's not a lot of damage. I haven't surveyed it or uh, read about it or, or researched it, but um, it, it's, a, it's a lot to take in. I mean, you have Trump, and then you have uh, these hurricanes around America, and that's killing people, uh, taking everything away from good people. And as I was discussing today, and as I discussed yesterday, Keep hope alive, folks. I mean, hey, well, you can always buy another house. You can buy another car, but you can't get another life. So uh, stay positive out there, you know, and and, uh, keep yourself safe. That's one of the biggest things. Keep yourself safe. Get yourself out of harm's way, you know, because you can always rebuild, I'll say it again. You can buy another house. You can you'll be able to uh, buy another car. You know, you, you know, uh, get some more mementos that you've lost or furniture, or whatever. Um, but you can't get another life. So you have to stay positive. You have to be positive, and stay away from the naysayers. Stay away from those people who uh, will bring you down even more. Uh, by saying things that they should not say. Uh, Hang around people who have gone through uh, devastation like you have because they will understand you a lot more. And that's the the biggest thing here is that keeping people positive, keeping people ambitious, energetic, uh, even through all the devastation, the devastation uh, of these hurricanes. You got to stay positive you know and um people are uh, there are a lot of people doing great work in in texas they're uh the cleanup i'm pretty sure is going well a lot of soggy furniture a soggy house and i've said this before a lot of people uh they're going to start sleeping and living in those homes uh it could be dangerous because a lot of those homes were uh from top to bottom in floodwaters so you know that the structure of those homes uh, probably are have been weakened. So I probably wouldn't want to live in 
uh, a water sogged home because it just may collapse on you. So if you're going to live in a water clogged home, make sure you get some, get some, get the right people out there to look at the home to make sure it's safe to live in. People are coming home after the flood and finding alligators in their living rooms. So <laughs> you want to really, really be careful out there. Okay, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, and we're giving everyone our best, you know, who has been caught up in these hurricanes and floods and disasters and all, because the uh, because the uh, the Congress isn't doing nothing. These people are talking about DACA. Uh, the dreamers, and I told people on Facebook and uh, and and some other places that Trump didn't end DACA because of the dreamers. He ended it because he wanted to tear apart legacy. That's what it was all about. And he used these. Trump has some kind of uh, issue against Obama. Where he's every executive order that uh, Obama has enacted, Trump has erased it. Now it's DACA, and now he's saying now he's throwing the he's throwing the ball. He's kicking the can down the road to the Republicans. He's trying to uh, give hand this thing off to the Republicans. He's trying to get them to do his dirty work. And they're stupid enough and weak enough and to do it, to do it. So it's, it's a shame that Trump uses using these children, these dreamers, uh, for an excuse to end Obama's legacy. Wow. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It's it's always a pleasure, folks. It's 11 it's it, yeah, it's the end of summer, folks. So it's <laughs> basically it's the end of daylight savings time. It's getting the days are starting to get shorter. It's going to get cold, and <laughs> going to have to take out the blankets, right? Okay. So it, yeah, it's I'm, I'm sad to see summer go. You know, it, it feels like winter is around the corner right now. But it's been a great summer. There's no doubt about it. I can't complain too much because it's been. A really, really great summer, and I am just so appreciative of that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are. And uh, can't wait! <laughs> I can't wait for summer of 2018. But you know, in the in the United States, summer is still here. It just feels like it's not here. But I mean, because it's uh, it's in the 60s, okay? And we're along the lake, and it's always cooler by the lake, you know. So, the George Wilder Jr. Show. I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. The President of the United States is, in a way not truly seen since Woodrow Wilson a century ago, an active, belligerent, virulent, white nationalist dedicated to rolling back the rights of and ruining the lives of Americans of color. And as this DACA non-decision decision pawned off on the evil Keebler elf of Southern apologists shows, he is also a coward demanding that others, in this case Congress, do the worst of his dirty work for him. Who could have believed that a creature whose campaign began two years ago with a vile psychotic assault on Mexicans and Americans of Mexican descent actually meant it? Well, millions of us did. 
Millions of us saw right through him and prophesied this moment when the screws would be tightened alike on the technically guilty and the ultimately innocent. Among those who did not see, or who pretended not to see, the politicians, voters, analysts, reporters who as late as the week... <laughs> Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now... The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. I don't have expectations for him. Those of us who were in that church were trying to keep alive prophetic witness to accent love and justice the humanity of all of us, no matter what sexual orientation, race, national identity, and, and what have you. The sad thing is we're dealing with the life and death of the American democratic experiment. And what I mean by that is the spiritual blackout, the eclipse of honesty and integrity, moral meltdown where there's no space for a prophetic witness of love and justice and it's not a matter of just a president i have no expectations from donald trump i've been a black man in america for 64 years donald trump is not different i've been dealing with white supremacists i've been dealing with neo-fascists and so forth and so on i can discern them my concern is neo-fascism is a rule of big money big military adventurism escalating wealth inequality the collapse of public life and the scapegoating of the most vulnerable of the immigrants and of M Muslims and Arabs and Jews and black people and, and gays and lesbians and bisexuals and trans folk. And so the, the real challenge is the relative silence of those Americans who ought to be part of an anti-fascist coalition. We should have had thousands and thousands of folk in Charlottesville. We should have had thousands and thousands bearing witness against the neo-fascists. They were, they were emboldened. Yes, they've been emboldened by Donald Trump. They know he has neo-fascist sensibilities. The problem is, look at corporate America. They've been relatively silent. We just had two recent brothers break loose. Where is the anti-fascist, the anti-racist orientation of corporate? Where is the, the church? Where is the synagogue? Where are the mosques? Where are our fellow citizens who ought to occupy that prophetic space of love and justice and put a smile on the face of Martin Luther King Jr., Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, of Dorothy Day and Grace Lee Balls and Edward Zaid, all of those who said we must be honest and tell the truth about those who will use arbitrary power for wealth inequality, xenophobia, and the military adventurism in various parts of the world. The American empire can devour American democracy. It's only the people awakened who can do it. Donald Trump must not be fetishized. He doesn't have magical powers. He has too much power as the president, but he can be 
pushed out. And by pushed out, I mean impeachment of right, and the Republican Party can be rendered accountable for its silence. The Democratic Party has to deal with its relative silences in regard to some of the things Brother Charles was talking about in regard to mass incarceration tied to Wall Street and so forth and so on. That is, that, that's the kind of revival, moral and spiritual revival that we need, and that's my tradition, as you know, you, Brother Anderson. That's you what think, William Barber and the others are trying to talk about. Do you see that happening? I mean, do you see an event like this, uh, and, and, with, and it's not just this event, it's, it's you know, what we have seen so far in, from this president, and, and what we are likely to see in the future, uh, given the fact that he's 71 years old and unlikely to change. Do you see that revival happening? I absolutely see it happening. Sister Heather was standing right next to the 20 of us who were almost crushed like the cockroaches that the neo-Nazis view us to be. She, along with the anarchists, along with the anti-fascists, were protecting us. She is a freedom fighter. The memory of her sacrifice, the 19 who are in jail, that can generate a, an awakening, but it's got to be a moral and spiritual awakening. It can't just be revenge. It can't just be talk about power. It's got to be talking about what is right, what is moral, what is just, and what is morally consistent. That means it's going to be a critique of the establishment of both parties. It's going to be a critique of our churches, our mosques, our synagogues, our universities, all of those comfortable middle-class folk who remain spectators and don't want to intervene into the system. And most importantly, our young people are thirsty and they're hungry for precisely this kind of awakening and I see it in I see it escalating and in that sense I see it as hope in motion so I'm not, I'm not in any way uh, 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 disempowered by the neo-fascist uh, uh, sensibilities of Donald Trump I've been seeing it all my life in, in, in a variety of different places I'm more emboldened by the folk who are waking up and shattering the silence shattering the complacency, shattering the kind of distance and detachment from engagement and struggle around love and justice. And I don't care whether you're secular, agnostic, atheistic, Christian like myself, Muslim, Buddhist like bell hooks, we can go on and on. We can come together. We can make a difference. This is the moment for that. Dr. Cornell West, I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived. Right. 
Democrats hope Trump will make a deal on Dreamers after debt ceiling caves. In other words, I think I've talked about this earlier. Democrats makes a uh, Trump makes a deal with the Democrats. Republicans, <laughs> because of this, the Republicans feel as if they have egg on their faces, and they probably do. Trump sides with Democrats on government funding, debt ceiling hike. I know this has got to piss off the Republicans. As I've said it before, why would Trump piss off people who can impeach him? It's because he is not in his right mind. And for Democrats to be giggling and goggling all around Trump is pathetic. I'm talking about Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Wow. I mean, this is why I'm an independent, folks. <laughs> this is why I don't adhere to any party, because both sides are screwed up. <laughs> you know, and, and both sides are just embarrassing to the American people. You know, you think the Democrats have... Uh, uh, right on their side and all of a sudden they go snuggling up and, and being all googly around Donald Trump. You know, it, it's just crazy. And the man and 80% to 90% of the people within the United States voters want to see this guy impeach, thinks he has shit for brains. Wow. And the Democrats are not far behind. And this is, why I am so you know I just want to be want to be clear when you listen to the you're not listening to a liberal you're not listening to a Democrat and you're not listening to a Republican you're listening to an, an independent. Please don't call don't put labels on me. Well, George is a Democrat. You sound like Democrat. No, I'm not a Democrat. You know, I, and I don't fault people who are Democrats. I don't fault too many people who are Republicans as long as they. Their thinking is not so illogical. Uh, just don't put labels on me. Well, yeah, well, he sounds like a Democrat. That's what he sounds like. No, I'm just on the side of right. You know, I, I just look at and, and analyze what's right and what's wrong, and I'm there on the side of right. And I think... Uh, Deporting all of these young people who came to the United States through no fault of their own, and the United States is the only country that they know, throwing them out of here back to Mexico where their lives are going to be ruined, totally ruined. They're in school, they're in medical school, they're in uh, uh, law school, and how in the hell are you going to de deport all these people? That's crazy. That is crazy, you know. So. The Democrats siding with Donald Trump is 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 pathetic when Donald Trump has not even talked about uh, the the dreamers. They're talking about something like the debt ceiling or something or um, they made a deal on the debt ceiling, but not on DACA, not on these uh, 800 something thousand, 800 something thousand dreamers uh, dreaming of having a good life. In America, they were brought here illegally as young children by their parents. And that's a shame. 
These people are part of America. They've been here. They've attributed. They've paid taxes. They've paid their taxes. They've helped out, uh, you know, in wars. You know? So uh, to deport all these folks, all these children, and, you know, it's just not right. And it's not right that the Democrats, they're not on board with this, but they're siding and agreeing with a man who has, uh, who may be deporting them in a few months. He, Donald Trump did say he was going to revisit this if the Republicans didn't do anything. And the Republicans aren't going to do anything about it. They're not going to pass uh, this DACA bill. They're not going to do that. When have, when have the Republicans ever done anything for anybody? <laughs> uh, especially Americans. When have when ha, when has that ever happened? So, um, a lot of this is wait. A lot of this we have to wait to see what's going to happen because there's always something coming out of the White House, no matter how ridiculous. It just get more ridiculous all the time.
Thank you for tuning in to the George Walker Jr. Show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your time to the show. And uh, we're going to get better. I don't know. Maybe I need to be a little bit more funnier on the show. Who knows? But thanks for listening. And we will be on tomorrow. And make sure you join me tomorrow on the George Wilder Jr. More guests. You never know what's going to happen on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.